I believe in divine timing. I believe that the right people, information, wisdom, guidance, heck things arrive when we're ready for them. I believe that owning our own truth unconditionally is the path to not only create a fulfillment, but more wild success and abundance. This isn't only a podcast to help you get strategic and master the position of success. It's a declaration to share the truth. It's a commitment to keep going to make it happen no matter what. It's an activation and invitation for me, for you, and for us to play a bigger game. So my question for you is this. Do you really want it? Do you really want to make your dreams come true? Do you really want to become a six-figure coach? Welcome to the Diaries of a Six-Figure Coach podcast. I am your host, Teresa Lambert, and I dare you to get ready to show up, boss up, and make it happen. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Diaries of a Six-Figure Coach podcast. I'm so thrilled and excited about this season two being back and I have another incredible incredible guest with me today here which is Becca Post. Hello Becca, how are you doing? Hi. I'm good, how are you? I am great, I am great. I'm so excited that we're jumping on and literally just before we hit record Becca and I were talking a bit about like meeting randomly cool people over the internet and this is kind of how Becca found herself here. I've really been recently all about just connecting and community and I've made so many incredible incredible humans along the way and Becca was one of them and I really loved what she's doing because she's all about forward movement requiring a modern way of thinking and she does something that I haven't actually heard a lot of people do which is sort of combining clinical training um, and psychotherapy models with holistic tools and spiritual practices so awesome mm-hmm. and so her and I started chatting on Instagram and we're going back and forth and she really let me in a little bit on what she's up to and how she's also moving towards building this incredible team and this incredible practice where she's located and supporting people I believe still globally but having an actual team of practitioners supporting you to do that so Becca I'm so excited for us to be here to have this conversation to talk about entrepreneurship but also get a little bit more of an idea of how the heck you figured out how to combine psychotherapy models with like these holistic tools and spiritual practices because it is branching away from the traditional model medical model that you know maybe we've been used to so I know this is kind of like why the heck are we talking about this on this podcast because it's all about building business but I I think for me it's about highlighting to everyone that you know if you have a cool idea it's worth bringing it out in the world and um you know I'm just so excited to hear what this journey's been like for you yeah I'm excited to share it I think for so long in my like entrepreneurship one that term was so hard for me but then two I've I've like kept it pretty close to home and it's been a three-year journey and so this is the first like time I want to say in the last couple of months that I've started like stepping in and being like, oh, I have something to share about this. And I've built this really cool thing. And um, I don't have to be afraid to talk about it in a way that is like, hey, what I've done is really successful. And it's really cool. And like, I want everyone to actually be aware of what we're doing. I love that. I love that. You know, one of the things you just said there around, you know, I can share what I 
what what I want to share. I can say what I want to say. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with that, honestly. And why do I have like the spidey feeling that like <laughs> there's something like it's obviously something psychological going on and you probably have way better explanations than I could ever have around why, but it's, you know, it's, it's interesting, like how we have these gifts and we often hold ourselves back sharing them. So what was like the push for you? And what was that moment for you where you're like, actually I'm done hiding in the background and I'm ready to, to talk about what I have to share. Cause I know it's vulnerable to put ourselves out there and to, to say what we want to say and to share our viewpoint of the world of, you know, healing or like combining modalities when some people have something else to say about it, business, like, I mean, anything really, but like, what was that moment for you where you're like, enough is enough. I'm going to take the stage and talk about this. I think for me, there were a couple of things like one, once I started bringing on team members. Um, so like I'm an LCSW in the US and Utah and um, Utah, like not Utah, the US in general has like pretty strict mental health regulations. We function under a medical license. And so combining or doing different things is not, is hard to navigate, right? What it's, what, what I don't want to say like what you're allowed to do but it's kind of what it is right like you're, you're like trying to figure out what what it is that I'm allowed to do that's very authentic to me and then how do I work within my license and um I think I got I started getting like more comfortable when I started bringing on a team like I had my first hire in 2021 um then quickly had another hire um, like a couple months later, and then in 2022, brought on three more therapists and having to go through that process of hiring had, I had to get really clear <laughs> on like what I was envisioning and what I was imagining and the why behind doing it. Um, and then I brought on my most recent hire in the beginning of this year, and she's been in the field for the, like the longest of my employees. Um, over 10 years, so even longer than I have, and having her resonate with the vision and the idea of challenging the mental health model and the idea of connecting to your values as a therapist and and instead of like just what you do and and being like authentic, um, I think gave me a little bit more confidence of like, oh, other other people who have done this maybe longer than I have, right? Because we're always looking to the expert really under like also see the importance of it there's value here that I I guess I needed that validation <laughs> that's really what it comes down to I needed somebody who's done it longer than me to be like hey what you have here is really important <laughs> thank you for sharing that <laughs> I just take a moment to just like send some appreciation and gratitude for you for, for saying that you know I think sometimes we are like so like framed around we have to be these empowered women and it has to come for ourselves and you know all of this and and that's beautiful like that is great like let's just say like I'm all for it but there's also nothing wrong with um having some validation or having experiences or having somebody say something that kind of gives you the sense of yeah no I'm on the right track here and it can fuel our confidence but also I find it reinforces our path and I don't think we have to 
you know, make that mean any less that 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 is what it was. So I actually really appreciate you sharing it because I bet you there's a lot of people listening that might have had this experience that might be timid about saying, you know, actually it was somebody else who said, you're really good at this. So I'm really resonating with that. Um, so thank you. I think that's huge, you know? Yeah. And I think it's like the part of, right, like being an entrepreneur specifically, I found it's like balancing this line of like, your own passion and your own value and your own vision and then like not getting derailed by what everybody else believes you should do <laughs> but then also being vulnerable enough to be like this is this is mine and this is what it is and this is what I want it to be oh my goodness absolutely you know I I feel like staying in our own lane is so important and I mean I, I talk about that a lot because I think we get lost in other lanes and I I also feel like it's a a path to being really anxiety riddled when we can't stay in our own lane because we're constantly in this comparison trap and and this constant like oh my god she's further ahead or she's doing this and it's working for her but not me or it's working for me for him but not me and and I find um specifically as entrepreneurs that are present online that share our message that holds quite a lot of like we hold quite a lot of responsibility whether we're aware of it or not because we're shaping public opinion right like we are out there shaping public opinion we are standing up and we're sharing our what we believe in what's important what you're saying too you know around like walking this line off like where how can I speak to coming up with this more modern model of approaching mental health while also being in congruence and and you know alignment with what my medical licensing requires me to do so it's fucking scary sometimes and that puts so much on our nervous system and I think most people just see that oh my god I'm going to be a cool entrepreneur and I'm going to do all these awesome things and I'm going to have this great fan club on my Instagram and like, you know like, and that's all there but I, I I mean personally honestly I did not realize how much stress was going to be put on and how much I was going to have to navigate internally and with my and and how many you know boundaries I have to set and and strict I have to be with myself and and focused I have to be on me and my journey in order to be able to go down this path and build what I'm building and scale my business without honestly being anxiety riddled and exhausted and and terrified and and in a constant like state of like panic and like listen like I've scaled a business to eight figures like I've built a company to 180 employees I've held a lot of responsibility this feels very different because <laughs> you're doing someone else's vision right like I I think one of the things that's been the hardest for me is that like I'm good at the other person's vision like my I'm a I'm a generator right like I'm a worker bee like that is what I do give me the thing and I'm gonna get it done because of all the other areas of my life that I've learned to cope that way but like building my own business and having to articulate the why and the vision and the mission and feeling like it's 
honestly one of the most vulnerable pieces of me like people who know me who then like see my business are like this is this is Becca like this is everything she's ever shared everything she's ever been through everything she's ever done is in this and so showing up on social media or being joining a podcast or doing these things have been like I'm like oh my gosh I'm stepping into this place of like being even more vulnerable now because I'm sharing with more people than the people who just find our website or the people who just want to work with me as a therapist like even stepping into the role of coach for me was such a challenge because owning that title or owning the title of healer or owning the title there was something comforting in therapist I think because it's safe I think there's like a lot of black and white to it it seems like it's I mean when you're in it, it's not that way, but it seems that way to the public. But when you step into the role of like coaching and healing and moving in that direction, there's so many ways it can be misconstrued. And specifically in the US, like it's therapy and coaching are pinned against each other. So then going forward with this idea, because at our practice, we combine both of them. It's like, it's terrifying because you know that in some way it's going to be rejected because the way that we view it here is you are either a coach or you are either a therapist and and you can't be both. Yeah, which is so interesting because as someone who's a coach and has also experienced therapy and knows the difference between the two, they actually are so essential in working together. Yeah. Like for me, it's like, okay, like I've had a lot of trauma and I needed to talk about the trauma and create the awareness around what's happening for me and then I also needed to find a way to actually move forward from here and mm-hmm. change it so it's great like I the, the acknowledgement and the healing yeah like it needs to happen but then I need to like what the fuck am I going to do with it now like yeah. and I feel like this is why therapy and coaching is is goes so well together because coaching is meant to be going and digging in the past and uh, you know, it can be a little bit dangerous sometimes. People, you, you know, digging around like in people's past lives and traumas a bit. Like, you know, I have, I have like <laughs> some opinion about that, and like the coaching space not being, you know, um, it, it's not regulated, and and there is, you know, I I think we have to hold a sense of responsibility, but the impact you can have on somebody's life as a coach is traumatic. Mm-hmm. huge um so I would love for you to share like what is your vision with bringing this together because you've touched on it and said it and you know now you brought up this and and I see the challenge that you're faced in the U.S. and it's the same in other countries that therapy is understood and accepted coaching while have become more and more accepted still is questioned and oftentimes it's us against them in the therapy coaching world when it should be in my humble opinion a combo but what is your vision with that like why are you so passionate about bringing these two modalities together because it worked for me right like I've I tested it first with myself, right? Like I'm the whole way that my business is built is like, I try everything first, which, which is like a a great model and also like an exhausting model. (laughs) But like, I, yeah, I think, I think as an entrepreneur, once you step in entrepreneurship, you're like, well, I guess I should try this thing and then see how it goes. And then somehow you end up teaching it to other people. But I, 
for me, it became super passionate because like I felt so broken, always needing to go back to therapy over and over and over again. And like, I've been in therapy on and off since I was 10 years old, like almost two decades. I do like, I will be very transparent, still see a therapist. My husband and I see a couple of therapists, like therapy is still an active part of like me unpacking and navigating who I am, but I needed a place to land once I like, I did a lot of deep trauma work when I first moved to Utah from the East coast and like had, I unpacked so much and what I really needed was someone to be like, this is how you live with this. Like these things don't necessarily go away, but this is how you build a life knowing this information now. It's not like, we're not going to go back and unpack it and process your trauma. What we're going to say is like, how do we figure out like what you want your purpose to be, what your values are now that you understand this information, what your career is going to look like, what you want your relationships to be like, and really having someone hold your ability to vision, which before in therapy, there wasn't space for that because it was so focused on figuring out how to put all the puzzle pieces together and like that detective kind of way of like how you got here and what you needed. And as I came closer and closer to like realizing like it wasn't ever really going to, I mean, it goes away in the sense that my symptoms aren't really big, but like the beliefs are still there. I still navigate the challenges, right? Like I still occasionally have night terrors or I experience like flashbacks or memories, but like I've built a life now because I worked with a coach right like life coaching where I know how to make space for those things to happen and I don't feel like for me personally therapy cultivated that in the way that I needed it to because of the restrictions in which you have to function I love that so really the combination of both is like what unlocks the path and I think helps people feel like they're actually on a path instead of just like in this endless cycle of stuff coming up and coming up and coming up and and like I can't tell you how many times I've entered a therapist's office like and and how many clients I've had be like well I'm here again like why am I here what is it now like what are we gonna unpack oh I've done this before and I really needed someone to just be like okay you've done it before now what what do you actually want to do with it? Okay, we've been here. What do you want to do? And so part of how I started integrating that when I wasn't doing coaching originally was like, I started integrating more holistic and spiritual tools, such as like Oracle cards and astrology and human design and tarot and crystals and oils and Reiki and massage, like all the things, right? I'm like, go find a massage therapist, go find an acupuncturist. Cause I don't do them all. But I started incorporating it because I was like, what happens when you get a different perspective? What happens when someone like another person validates that like what you've been through sucks and it's awful and it should have never happened. But like, what do you want now? What do you want for yourself? Like now, you know, all those things and now you can be empowered to figure out where you want to go from here. What do you want for yourself? I'm writing that down. I, I I think that that is so essential, you know, it's like, and, and that's the beauty of this combination, 
I think it's one recognizing that we've all been through a lot, you know, so no matter what you've been through in your life, if you're listening, you know, it doesn't matter if you've had a traumatic childhood or you had a very normal childhood growing up, like we all have our stuff, you know, like we all have our stuff, we all have our baggage, we all have things, we all have drama. And the reality of it is it can come at any time. And a lot of it is so subconsciously wired in that we don't even know, right? So understanding what it is, it's one thing. I like, I talk a lot about in business that like, if you don't have awareness and clarity around what's working, what isn't, you can't actually do anything. Like you're just going to keep guessing what to do in your business and it might never work. And it's kind of keeps you stuck in the same place, just like, therapy in some ways can feel like you're always talking about something else that's coming up and you know and then now what right like you can't therapy and like be okay I can't like I've had so many conversations over the years where I've been like my clients will be like everything's kind of like good and I'm like okay cool let's like talk about what's actually good right like let's dive into like what's good what's working right because if I can't see what's working and I can't see the same thing you're saying, right, for a business, if I can't see what's working and I can't see what's not working, then I don't actually know where we're going. And that's the whole point, right? So you need the awareness, you need the clarity, you need the understanding of what's happening right now for me in all the ways, you know, like, like in all the ways, like, I'll tell you, you know, from there, you can then make a different choice or change your perspective or find acceptance or find healing or like, make a game plan to move forward. Um, You know, one thing that happened to me, like, this is like, super personal, I don't think I've ever like shared this publicly, actually. But um, so I used to get near panic attacks when I would ring a doorbell and people wouldn't open right away like and I remember one time like I um went to my ex-boyfriend's house my god this is like years ago okay it was a long time ago and I rang the doorbell and nobody opened and I rang the doorbell again and I could just feel myself getting really like agitated and I was like okay like obviously like this store isn't gonna fucking open so I'm gonna go and I made my way back home and I was besides myself. And I was like, I don't understand why I'm feeling like this because it's just a door. Like, obviously we miscommunicated. Like I, I did, like, I, it wasn't like, you know, that I, I was feeling abandoned or anything like that, but I was just so stressed. And in this like full on, like floundering, like, holy shit. Like what, and I just was like, not functioning, you know? And I remember getting home and, and my mom said to me, oh, you're back already? I'm like, oh, yeah, this happened. And like, and I was like, you know, it's so weird. Like every time I'm at somebody's door and I ring and it doesn't open, I get so stressed out. I get like, it like feels like a panic attack. I can't breathe. Like, and now this happened and like, I'm besides myself and there's like, whatever, like, like this isn't even important, but I don't understand why I feel that way. And then she says, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, why is that interesting? You know, like now I'm like, what the fuck do you know that I don't like what's missing me too? And she's like, oh, you know, I like, and she's literally says to me, she's like, I don't, you know, maybe it's got nothing to do with this. But when you were little, like you were like not even like three years old yet, your sister and you went over to your grandparents' house and you rang the bell and they let your sister in, but not you. 
And I don't know how long you sat on the steps crying, trying to get in the door. But I found you completely distressed and I let you in and, you know. And I was like, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I can't remember that experience. And, And since I've gone, you know, I've gone back and I've read through it and, and, you know, I've, I've had a lot of forgiveness and I ended up having a very beautiful relationship with my grandparents who both since passed away. But there was a part of me that relived that experience as an adult and getting panicked. And so knowing that I was able to say to myself, okay, well, if I ring the doorbell, like I'm an adult, people are going to let me in. Like this was like, I'm fine. I'm fine and I'm okay. And so just knowing that changed it and I could change my perspective. And and it was almost, I needed to know what had happened for me to to know that it's okay and that I'm not going to be left outside the door you know like I'm an adult now like I'm not three years old not knowing what to do anymore and so anyways I just like this came up for me because it was such a huge thing and it made such a big difference for me having the knowledge and ever since then I really got fascinated by yeah having clarity and awareness and it continued to be integral to everything that I've done and everything I do in my work and how I express myself and how I live my life and all the things because that was so monumental for me and the impact was huge yeah and I think you're like really honing in at least from the way that like I practice and the way that my business model of like healing is built is on this idea that like therapy is focused on that developing awareness and then creating and understanding the patterns, right? Like that's what therapy is for therapy. The whole piece of therapy is to be able to go into that space of saying like, Oh, I just found out this like really traumatic thing happened to me at three years old. And now I want to like piece together what I built as coping skills around that anxiety, depression, traumatic responses, right? Like having panic attacks. And then though, once you're like, okay, I get it. It makes sense to me. We need that place to like, to have a place to really like integrate and process and like build change around it. Because knowing that thing about yourself of like, and and obviously maybe this isn't the belief, but we'll just go with it. Cause I think it's really general. It's like, I'm not like, I'm going to be abandoned or I'm going to be left or people don't love me. Right. Like those are such common beliefs we all have. Okay. I know that belief, but now like how does it show up in my relationships? Oh, I built these relationships where I'm like the primary person for everybody. I don't want that role anymore. I need someone to help me figure out how to change that. And like, yes, that can be done in therapy, but there can be aspects of it that feel really stick. because You keep coming back to that past piece when really you're like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. It's over here. I want to figure out how to integrate it. Like, how do I build what I need? Like, I can't tell you how many of my own limiting beliefs show up like every day in my business. I want to say like two weeks ago, I had a fear of being fired. I own the business. I can't be fired. Like, unless I'm going to fire myself, right? Like I can't, I can't be, I'm like having a conversation with my husband and I'm like, what if someone fires me? And he literally looks at me and he's like, that is a little kid belief. Like that is a belief that can't like, that literally cannot happen now, Becca. What, where is that coming from? Right. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. So what do I need to change in my like present environment to not have me feel that way? 
what am I doing in my business right now that feels like it's all going to like combust and I'm afraid, right? Like these pieces that we understand that are become part of us, then like they, they just show up in all these other areas of our life. And we tend to like make ourselves small or not do the things we want to do or not build the things we want to build because we're afraid of ever feeling like that again. Yeah. And entrepreneurship has a way of bringing a lot of that out. Yeah. There's like a joke in the therapy world where it's like, I don't know how you could be a therapist and not have a therapist. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know how you could be like an entrepreneur and not have like a therapist and a business coach and like a personal coach and like your friends who are also entrepreneurs, but then also your friends who have no idea what your business is or how to run a business. Like you need so much support because not only like now your business is the mirror. Like before for me, it was just clients, right? It was just like every time a client walked in my office and be like, oh yeah, I understand how that feels. Now it's like anytime something happens in my business, I'm like, oh my God, how do I not revert to being like five years old? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And entrepreneurship has a way of like having you deal with the fact that like you can't let your five-year-old keep driving this bus because it's not going to work. And, you know, to your point for sure, like rejection was like, it showed up everywhere, like over-functioning, over-achieving, constantly proving my worth, like, you know, like, I mean, I've excelled in my life and my career in so many ways because of <laughs> this dramatic event, because I was like, nobody's ever fucking shutting that on me ever again, like, I will make sure of it, you know? And then I was like, oh, fuck, this is fucking an exhausting way of being. And and it really like, I mean, you know, there continues to be that. But for me, it was like the willingness to be rejected. You know, I'm willing to be rejected. I'm willing to misunderstood. I'm willing to be, you know, not asked to come to the party. Like I'm willing to be the person that you don't want to open the door for. It's okay. You know, we can have a conversation because I actually don't want to come into everybody's house too. So like, <laughs> Fucking clear, like this is a two-way road, you know. But like you, you really again, like if we don't understand it, if we don't have the knowledge, we can't do anything. And if we just have the knowledge and then we choose not to do something with it, we create so much resistance. So it's like we choose to be living in our own struggle reality that we're creating for ourselves by saying this isn't working for me but I'm not going to do something about it but I know it's there but I'm not going to do something about it and that also isn't a healthy pattern so I love that you're combining that and seeing that and you know I really like I know this is going to resonate with a lot of people both from the point of hey you know how is that showing up in our business journeys but also personally, because reality is, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're serving people, if you're service-based specifically, but if you're doing anything really, like, if bottom line is, in order to show up and do what we do as entrepreneurs and run a business and deliver a service and share a message and do all that, like, you really have got to be in a good place to hold it together. And you have to do that work. I think like you highlighted on this like really important part where you were like, oh, I realized that like, I mean, you didn't say it in this way. So I'm definitely paraphrasing. But like you said, like I chose that. I know that I reacted out of that 
being closed out of that door as like, no one is ever going to close the door on me again. So I'm going to like strive and I'm going to do, and I'm going to prove my worth. And I'm going to show you that I can accomplish, right? Like you did, that's like you just labeling all the coping skills and understanding exactly how you got to where you got and you got there because this one thing impacted you and you were like, never again. Right. And now I need to survive. That's like such a survival based skill. But also what, what your story really highlighted is the idea that like, I can't keep doing that either. And I need to learn to separate what is what, when should I use that? Like striving, proving my worth part. And when do I need to put that aside and say like, it's okay to offload this. It's okay to like step away from this. Cause I have a very similar part where I'm like, I can just do everything and I can't rely on anybody. Like I can do it. And bringing on a VA, bringing on a team, opening the doors to other people being part of the vision, asking for help has been the hardest part of expanding. Like I thought showing up on social media and having to occasionally do like a live video would be stressful. But honestly, like asking someone else to do something with your vision is so hard I agree I agree yeah like it's that asking for help letting go of the control and also bringing people in to be a part of it and you're right like you're gonna get to the point in entrepreneurship where you can't scale on your own you're not going to be able to do it so you have to leverage the expertise of other people, the time of other people, the like you you got you need leverage. Like that that is ultimately it. And that is hard. Yeah. And <laughs> I laugh, but I'm like, that's really hard. What if they don't like me and they're gonna quit? You know, yeah, like, just sorry, there's the fucking door again. You know, what oh. if they close the door on me? <laughs> you know, it might not be able to be firing me, but uh they can suddenly say I don't want to work for you, which you know, anyway. And so like being able to like understand, right? Like to be able to know all the things, where it came from, understand the belief system, understand the patterns, understand the name, label, experience the emotions. But then you you need that new level of support where that person is being like, okay, you know this about yourself. What are you going to delegate? What are you going to give away? Like, what can you safely give away that you don't feel like you need to control if somebody is going to take this over for you in your business? are you like, that was the biggest thing for me when I hired my first employee was the realization I was so burned out on doing trauma work. Like I was, it was like the middle of the pandemic, right? Like everybody was like, oh my gosh, I have trauma. And then more trauma was happening. And I was like, I need to bring someone on whose passion right now is doing this part of the work because I can't do it anymore. And like having to get really real about the idea that like, I can't like I want to I feel like that's what I should be doing because my part's telling me I can prove my worth by continuing to do it but if I get radically honest I'm not going to be able to do any of this if I keep doing it and I needed someone to hold up that mirror in a different way and that was what the coach did which was like why are you still doing this like not but and not all the stories from your childhood not all the beliefs you have but like the practical present pieces. Why are you doing this if you don't want to be doing it? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And she's like, that's not my good answer. I was like, oh, this is the difference. <laughs> you literally holding me, right? The coach's job is to hold you accountable, 
for what is present in this moment and in this time to get you to where you want to go. Yeah, and it forces you to make new choices that move you towards it and basically get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. And then you get progress. It's actually so simple. <laughs> I know. It sounds really simple as we're talking about it. And then I'm like, yeah, this is three years later. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that, and that, I think that's the journey too, right? I think oftentimes we're so focused on that timeline and, and, the reality is the timeline is going to be what it is. You know, the longer it takes you to get out of your own way, the longer it's going to take you. And I feel like, you know, not having the support from team members, coaches, therapists, <laughs> you know, like naturopaths, uh, nutritionists, uh, fitness coaches, yoga, like it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what you go down. But like, if you choose to really relive this like I'm on in this on my own story you know like the reality of it it actually can cost you so much more than what it would be to pay for the therapist or to pay for the coaching or to pay for the you know like whatever it is that you really need to be supported and I think this is where we feel so scared about spending our hard-earned money and we're so scared to lose it but really we're not we're not considering the cost of staying the same we're not considering the cost of keep keep being in it on our own and so a lot of the times what I found is like we we spend a lot of time energy and money not taking an action and doing the thing we need to do or hiring the support we need to hire because we're so stuck in our stories, which brings us back to the importance of being clear on what the story is in the first place and figuring out a way to move forward and to do something with it if we don't like the story. It's like, but like yeah. you say, like it's so simple. It's actually quite difficult to do because we spend our lifetime coping a certain way and making certain choices, right? And like, um again like that brings me back to why it's so cool that you do what you do and I you know I love your vision and I love your story of also you know through your own entrepreneurship realizing hey I can't do this alone and hey you know that's the other thing I I like I've done this as part of my business and this is part of a service and I have all these people who want it so it's like dangling, you know, where it's like there is demand and the realization of, but it's no longer serving me. So let's bring somebody in, which also means let's give up that revenue. Let's give give up, you know, sacrifice. Like we get into that, that money. So, you know, I just want to command you for both creating the awareness, realizing it, and then choosing to go down that road and pivot and change your business model and bring in a team and do all these things because it comes with new challenges, new responsibilities, new ways of doing things. And, and it's scary because you're, you're doing things in a way you've not done them before. And you, you kind of constantly readjust, you know? And finding the people who, who can tolerate that. I think like that was the biggest thing for me when I was building my team was being really honest in, in, in the interview process of like, I have never done this. And so like, I, and like, this is my vision and I don't totally know how we're going to get there. Is that something you can tolerate? And so holding the space for me as the person like whose, whose vision we're building 
can you tolerate that it's going to change? And can we be okay with that? And I think I, it, I've like had to learn how to like make a process for that and like achieve hiring in a way that draws in the right people and figuring out like who would be a good fit and like taking different practices that aren't common in the mental health field. Like there's just been so many nuanced things that I've chosen to put into place in order to grow the business because one, I, part of me wants that control, right? There's always going to be that part. But then two, like, I don't, I, I don't want to be trapped, right? I left, I left what I was doing working for other people because I felt trapped all the time in, in making someone else's vision happen. And so I always want my team to feel like they have a say or collaboration in how the vision is occurring, but also have the option to, if it's not what's working for them, then that's okay too. And like, my work has to be tolerating that piece, right? Of like, it's okay that they leave. I love that. <clears throat> I love that. I, I know that that is not easy to do. And I feel like that's also though, you know, leading in a way that is inclusive and that makes it okay to be there and okay to move on. You know, that was actually one of the things I used to say to new senior managers that are hired when I was a hotel GM and I would say look this is a two-way road it has to work for you and it has to work for us and if we get to a point where it doesn't work then I want us to have a conversation and we can move on amicably and I've had a lot of conversations with people over the years that, that were you know coming and going and it wasn't working and and um <laughs> it's hard you know you want to include them but you you need them to be in the vision and contributing to create a culture that that has that environment but I think that's also part of you know being able to have a vision and be open to have people still bring in their perspective and to still listen to it and to not you know just bypass it you know to acknowledge it and to talk about it and to consider it because maybe it can make the vision better you know so I love that for you so much. Okay, like we could go on for hours. Like I guess, like so once now, and we've talked on Instagram, and now we're like, oh, how do I have this three-hour podcast? Because yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> not three hours, but like we went way longer um, than I usually go. But this was just too juicy to stop. Let's just face it. But like, I'm sure people will want to know. How can they find out more? How they can how how can they follow you? Um, so where can we send people? Yeah, so sending people to our Instagram right now is kind of the best option. It's at forwardhealing.co and that will link you to our website, which is also forwardhealing.co. We do keep things consistent, um, but it'll give you information on our therapy and therapy right now is only offered in the state of Utah. So um, just keep that in mind if you live anywhere in the world. Um, and then if you go to our website, what you'll see is we've called coaching after therapy. And after therapy is where we dive more into those holistic tools. Um, I can work with anybody across the globe. Um, I am able to like support you. We do one-to-one -one coaching. We're doing um, a workshop series as well as I do therapeutic human design readings as well. Ooh, therapeutic human design readings. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, I have some research to do on you. <laughs> stuff. I freaking love that. 
I love that. Um, Becca, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, this was such a joy. I really love this conversation. And like, you're like the second person that I'm interviewing with this new theme of conversation for this season two. And I really, I'm so lit up by this conversation and so inspired by it. That was so good. And I now I want to know what therapeutic human design is. <laughs> So, I don't know, I'll go follow Becca on at Forward Healing on her Instagram. There is also a little discount code that we put in here for that workshop series that she mentioned. So check it out in the show notes. Um, Becca, before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you'd want to share or words of wisdom that you want to leave for my listeners? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I have keep sharing on on podcasts or videos or anything that I'm doing right now is that like what our core belief is that like when and, and it's my core belief as a person but when you choose to heal in any capacity emotionally mentally physically you're changing your path and the world that we live in and so like really keep that in mind that the investments that you make feel expensive and hard in the beginning but the long-term benefit isn't just about you. I love that. I love that. Leave the ripples. Leave ripples. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. Becca, you're such a joy to talk to. I absolutely love it. I love that we connected on the internet. I know this is such a valuable episode. Thank you everyone for being here every week. I really appreciate it. If you are a entrepreneur five-figure or six-figure entrepreneur that's scaling and you want to be on a podcast and talk about your story send me a dm at Teresa lambert coaching don't forget to subscribe to the diaries of a six-figure coach podcast on your favorite podcast channel or youtube and make sure you follow becca at forward healing this was such an epic episode i can't wait to be back and i'll chat with you all soon That's a wrap for another episode of the Diaries of a Six-Figure Coach podcast. I am your host, Teresa Lambert, and I want you to know that if I can do it, so can you. Do you want to get your hands on more tools, strategies, and insights to help you become a six-figure coach? Come join my online community on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching, drop into my DMs to say hi, and don't forget to follow and subscribe to get notified when the next episode drops. Gratitude always for each and every single one of you. Here's to showing up, bossing up and making it happen.